Hey, it's a joy to be with you guys tonight. Uh, what a great intro video we just saw. And um, I, I uh, wherever you are, like in the prayer, wherever you are, I, uh, I hope that uh, you can just relax and um, hear a word from God this morning. I saw the video and the bottom block was a relationship with God. And I thought, wow, that's the base of everything. And that's what we're saying in the series. And so what is this, the question I want to ask is, what is this relationship with God like when a human being is trying to have a relationship with a God that spoke the world into existence, with a God that uh, knows everything, with a God who's eternal? What is it like for me as a man or you as a woman to have a relationship with that kind of a God? And uh, Jesus uh, gave a definition to it in John 15, 15 that was shocking. Let me read to you John 15, 15, and this is absolutely shocking to uh, his disciples and followers. And he, and he says this, John 15, 15, I no longer call you servants. Or you could have the word subject in there. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. And this is Jesus speaking. And he looks at his guys and he says, instead, I have called you friends. Friends. For everything I've learned from my father, I've made known to you. And then Jesus says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And so this friendship with God, up to the point of John 15, 15, no one would have said, my relationship with God is one of friendship. But Jesus comes, and all of a sudden, he gives a whole new definition to a relationship with God, and he labels it friendship. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, the Zoom room tonight, I'm, I'm, one of the, I'm like the fourth or fifth person in the Zoom meeting tonight. And then about number 15, uh, Enrique Ochoa comes in. And Enrique and I have been friends for years, years. And um, something happened in my heart when Enrique joined the Zoom room. It's like, wow. I have a best friend here tonight. And um, that feeling was what Jesus was, that's part of the feeling he was wanting to get us at. I want you to have that best friend kind of relationship with God. I want you to have that kind of feeling when you realize God's here with us that I had when Enrique joined the Zoom room tonight. But here's the thing, and a lot of you have seen me teach about this. This is a silver coin. It's got a heads and a tails. And a lot of you have seen me teach that uh, biblical truths are hardly ever just one-sided. They, they have one side, and then there's a completely other side. And, and most biblical truths, if we're going to really grasp them as mature followers of Jesus, we have to grasp the edge of the coin. There's this, and there's this. And in order to grasp it, you know, uh, how important is works? Well, heads, faith. Faith is everything. But then James says, well, wait, faith apart from works is a dead faith. So how do we live with faith and works? We have to live on the edge of the coin. And so tonight, one of the things I want to help you think through with me is this. Um, on the one side, Jesus said, I call you friends. You're friends of Almighty God. And then his disciples came and they said, hey, Jesus, teach us to pray. And you know the first thing he said? Abba. And our, our translation 
in the Lord's Prayer is Father, but a better translation is Daddy. 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 You'll even hear a few people um, begin their prayers by saying, Daddy. And, and why that's important is because that's the heads of the coin. It's like we can have God as a tight friend, like you and I. Um, we can have God as a tight friend, but then there's another side of the coin. And that's like, he's like no other friend, and he's incomprehensible, is the word I want to give this one to. In other words, he's beyond our understanding. So on the one hand, yes, Jesus said, hey, we're friends. Let's have that kind of a tight relationship. On the other side, the Bible says this. Let me give you a couple verses. Uh, Isaiah 55, 9. As the heavens are higher than the earth, God says, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. In other words, God's saying, in some sense, we're friends, but I'm unknowable, I'm incomprehensible to you. And it was just in a song we sang. I wrote it down. You're bigger than we thought you were. We just sang that. You're bigger than we thought you were. You're bigger than we knew you were. That's incomprehensible. God is incomprehensible. The other verse I was bringing, John 3, 8, it's about the Holy Spirit. So we've got Jesus, and he's saying his, his father, his father, we can call daddy. And then there's the Holy Spirit that lives in us. And we have this friendship with all three. And then uh, John 3, 8 says this, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. If we have the Holy Spirit in us, there's an incomprehensible kind of piece of our friendship. We don't get God. And so um, the other uh, image I wanted to bring you, and some of you have seen me use this, like we all want some kind of a uh, container to put God in. It's like, I want to kind of be able to predict how my friends are going to respond. I want to kind of predict who my friends are. I want to know as much about them as I can. And so what we do is we put God in a container. And then what God does, as we walk with him as a friend, is he smashes the container. He just absolutely, in his action, smashes the, the container. Let me give you an example, one you're just living through right now. You had a plan for the end of the school year. And you had talked about that plan with your friend Jesus in prayer. I'm sure many of you had. You say, I've got a plan. This is how the year's going to end. This is what the last basics going to be like. And then what does our friend in heaven do? He allows, he allows uh, evil in the world. Disease is evil. He allows evil to come and like smash our container of what we thought God was going to be like. How we thought God was going to work. And what do you do when a friend, what do you do when a friend does that? How do you respond to a friend who allows a pandemic? Uh, I heard this afternoon, a million people in the world have already gotten this coronavirus, a million people. Well, 
Some of you have grandparents who will probably get sick, maybe die. That wasn't your plan. That wasn't what you thought your friend was going to do. But what does God do over and over and over in our life? Because he's incomprehensible to us. He takes the container and he just smashes it. Have you had a day like that? Have you had a day where you thought you knew what the day was going to bring, what the era was going to bring, and then you got up and all of a sudden everything has changed? And the first thing we tend to think about is, where's my friend? How can God allow this? I've had several days like this in my life. Well, you've heard me talk about one over and over again. The day my son and my grandkids were killed in a car wreck. I got up that morning and I thought I knew what the day would bring. And I had a quiet time in a chair right over there. And as I prayed to God and gave him the day and surrendered to him, and then all of a sudden, evil in this world smashed what I thought the day would bring. Now we have a friend in Christ, you know, the, this relationship, this friendship. And there's a verse in Romans that really bugged me for a while. And it says this, Romans 8. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. So we know in all things, God's gonna work good. Now, doesn't say all things are good. Coronavirus is a part of the fall. I, I noticed in your video for the setup of the series, you were talking about how the fall has wrecked things. It's wrecked a relationship with God. It's wrecked a relationship with myself. It's wrecked a relationship with others. And then it's tended to wreck the world. One of the things the Bible says about the fall is all of earth will groan. Disease is a part of the fall. Coronavirus is a part of the fall. It's one of the things Jesus died to redeem. And so it is uh, so important as we think about our relationship with God, as I think about it every day now, it's so important that I remember, yes, Jesus said, Dave, I want to be your friend. I want to walk with you, and I've made promises I will keep. But then there's the other side of the coin is, I'm going to have trouble understanding his thoughts and his ways and what he allows. But the question will be, do I still choose him as friend? Do I still choose him as friend? And I, I just wanted to share a couple things about what's helped me continue to choose him as friend when my heart's been absolutely broken, when my life's been shattered uh, several times. And one of the things is to grasp the promises that he has made. And one of the key promises that I, I grasp all the time is uh, uh, Romans... Uh, Romans 8, 38, for I'm convinced, this is the Apostle Paul writing, for I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God found in Christ Jesus. So 
During a pandemic, does God love you? No question. During your life being uprooted and some of you aren't even living where you thought you'd be living this week, does God still love you? No question. On the day I was driving to Florida to support my daughter-in-law after the death of our three family members, did God still love me? No question. About nine months ago, my son went for a medical appointment and he left the doctor having just gotten the prognosis of cancer. Did God still love him? Yes. And so one of those promises is God's love, nothing separates it, and nothing separates us also from the presence of God. Nothing separates us from the presence of God. So I don't know, um, I don't know what your experience is this week. Uh, I think maybe there's never been a week where people are having such different experiences. I called my son, who lives in Ames with five kids, because uh, I was a little worried about him. I called him the other morning at eight o'clock and I said, Joel, how you doing? You know what he said to me? He said, Dad, I'm living the life. It's perfect. I have to work at home. I can't go into my, he's an engineer. I'm living at home. Uh, I don't have to drive 50 minutes on a commute. Uh, I'm making the same money I did. I'm playing with my kids. It's beautiful. I talked to another woman that day, and I said, how's it going for you? And she said, I've never worked so hard, 14 hours a day. I'm in childcare at the YMCA. And we've never had so many kids coming in with so many needs. And you, you see on the news, the doctors and nurses. And so often the nurses can't even finish the interview without crying. So are you living the dream? Or is your life smashed? Um, either one, we can count on the fact that God, God loves us and he's there for us. And um, a part of how to feel that is what really BASIC is going to do right now when BASIC again puts you in groups and has you share some answers to questions uh, that uh, we wrote to follow this teaching. And I want to just uh, say a word about the questions. Um, uh, the first question is real simple. It's, and, and these will be available to you. You don't have to remember them. But I want to just say a word about them. Um, what's been disappointing to you about the impact of the coronavirus thing? What, you know, some of you uh, might be like my son. Hey, nothing's disappointing. I'm living the dream. And some of you might just have your world smashed. And the second question I ask, um, Jesus says we're not servants, but we're friends of God. And, you know, just what are your feelings about that? What are your thoughts about that tonight? As you're living the life you're living this week, what are your thoughts about that? And then uh, as you work to build a deeper friendship with God and get to know him better, um, what parts of God do you not understand? I think if you think deep enough, there will be some aspects of God and you go, I just don't get that. I don't get how God allowed that. I don't get how God does this because he's so big. And, uh, and then the last question I, I said was, what, is there a promise of God that you depend on? 
Is there a promise of God you depend on as you think about your relationship, your friendship with him? Well, I would like to pray. And then um, uh, Carter's going to be on and uh, get you in groups. Thank you so much for the chance to be with you tonight. Let me pray. Uh, dear God, uh, crisis times are magnifying times. And whatever uh, our experience is, the crisis just magnifies that. And so tonight, uh, probably our, our continuum of what we're experiencing this week is, is a lot different than it would be if we were all in Langhall. And uh, Father, I pray that you would be with each of us and help each of us uh, take one step closer to having you as friend. And uh, even though you're a different kind of friend, a friend that's so different than any other friend we will ever have, Father, I pray that you would uh, help us with uh, taking next steps in our friendship with you, please. In Jesus' name, amen.